Hello, you're in the Sin Bin with Cindy Nightingale, giving you a snapshot inside sports. I'm a sports photojournalist in Minnesota, bringing you conversations with coaches, athletes, and others about the trending topics and the latest news inside the sports world. Let's get started. Today in the Sin Bin, we are welcoming Meredith and her daughters, Aubrey and Mia. The girls play in the Bloomington Girls Hockey Club traveling program. Um, Aubrey will be a 12U and Mia is going to be a 10U. So welcome in, ladies. Hi, thank you for having us. Hi, I am so excited to have this conversation with you guys today. Um, Let's start out with you, um, Meredith. Um, Give me a little uh, background into your athletic career going through high school and college. Sure. So I actually went to um, Richfield High School and I played every sport I could possibly play. I did a little gymnastics, softball, um, track, and I also played hockey. Um, but when it, I think it was probably a junior, I really needed to kind of focus in on what I was going to go to college for and get some money. So, okay. Um, yeah, so track ended up being that. Um, I played hockey. I loved hockey. I wish I could have gone to college for hockey. But at that point in time, it was really just the girls that were playing with the boys, you know, and the boys mm-hmm. with, growing up with the boys. So um, I wasn't that good to be able to um, to play in college. And there just weren't as many teams as there are now. So I ended up um, pl- running track. And okay. I went to a small division two in Iowa called Morningside College. And um, I went there. I had no intention of going to any place in Iowa, that's for sure, or (laughs) a small school. It was actually smaller than my high school. So, yeah, it was like 1,200 students. It was very small, but it was the only division two in Iowa. So there were no other division twos. It was the only division two in Iowa. And I loved the coach. You know, he... Mm -hmm was, you know, starting out this program, um, and it just seemed like a good fit. Okay. And I ended up going there. I wanted to be a long jumper and, you know, a sprinter. Um, but my coach had other plans for me <laughs> okay. and, and, uh, he wanted me to be a heptathlete. And wow. Okay. Yeah. Something I had never heard of, never known about. I mean, I hadn't even done half the events. It's two days of competition and it's the hundred meter hurdles, the high jump, the shot put, the 200, and then the long jump, the javelin and the 800 are on day two. And, um, yeah, I went out there and I did my first heptathlon my first heptathlon and I made it to nationals and my coach was like, well, looks like you're a heptathlete. I was like, Oh my gosh. Well, that was awesome. He obviously saw a lot of athleticism in you um, all around in order to be able to compete in all those events at yeah. such a high level. Yeah, he did. He did. He, he, you know, that's what I say about coaching. It's, it's not necessarily about bringing in the best athletes. It's really just about bringing in coachable athletes and, I think that that's, you know, something that I was, I was coachable and I, you know, I worked hard and I don't know, by the time I graduated uh, college, I was a 15 time all American and a two time national champion um, in the long jump, two time runner up uh, national athlete of the year, 
two times. And then I trained for two years as a grad assistant at Mankato for um, the 2004 Olympic trials. And after trials, I, yeah, decided to retire. So it was great. Well, that is a very decorated track career, I will say. <laughs> Thank you. Very impressive. I have, I have to give you an applause for that one. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's very accomplished. And um, so let's move forward. Now you are you have two daughters. Yes. And um, were you planning on them being athletic? Um, or were you going to let them decide if they wanted to go that route? I mean, I was always hopeful that they were going to be athletic. Um, that was my, my hope. But, you know, I did I ever think it would be hockey? Absolutely not. Um, but, you know, I'm the mom that puts them in everything. I mean, they've done everything under the sun. I mean, from ballet to swimming to gymnastics to, I mean, they've done it all. So I feel like, what did you do? Tennis. tennis. Yeah. Tennis. I mean, I've had them in everything. And I feel like my job as a mother is to, you know, introduce these different things and just kind of see what sticks. Okay. Um, yeah. But sports. Yes. But I mean, I, even if it was, I tell people, even if it was the spelling bee, I would be just as, you know, encouraging and make sure they had the best spelling, you know, mm-hmm. bee coach and things like that. So <laughs> Yeah. You sound like me. I was the same way. If you're going to do this, then you're going to do the lessons with it. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I always was, too. Yeah. So, Aubrey, yeah. with all the things that you have done and tried, why did you pick hockey? Because I like hockey and I like playing with my friends. Okay. What is it about the actual game of hockey that you like? Cheating goals. <laughs> <laughs> so what position do you, what's your favorite position? Uh, center. You like to play center. Okay. Yeah. So you like to play, you like to kind of be all in the action everywhere then. Yes. Okay. And Mia, what did, why did you choose hockey? Um, Because my sister was playing it and it sounded really fun. Okay. And has it turned out to be really fun for you? Yes. Okay. So what's your favorite parts of, uh, of the game of hockey? Um, I love tournaments. Okay. And what is, what is it about tournaments that you like? Sounds like you're a little more competitive. You, you have a, a very competitive edge to you. Yes. Okay. So you like to get up in there and win is what I'm hearing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What was your favorite tournament so far that you've played in? Um, probably Waconia. Okay. 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 So if your sister hadn't played hockey, would you still have tried it? No. <laughs> you don't think so? No, I wouldn't. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you, Aubrey, and then I'll come back to you, Mia. Aubrey, which, who's your favorite players? Blake Bolden. Okay. Tell me about Blake. What do you like about Blake? She's the first African-American to play hockey. Okay. Yeah. Play professional. Yeah. To play on the the NWHL? Yes. Okay. So what what is it about Blake's game that you like? 
fighting, fighting, not fighting, I'm shooting. Okay. Shooting really hard. Okay. Okay. Mia, who is your favorite hockey player? My favorite hockey player is Danny Kiranesi. She is a gold medalist, and she is my skating coach. Nice. Very nice. Um, it's interesting that you chose Blake being, well, let's, let's do it this way. You guys are in, you both girls are black. You're playing in a game that not a lot of black players are there. Um, so do you feel like, do you have any black teammates at all? No, I had I people of color in my my team, but okay. I too. Okay, Would not African Americans. But no African Americans. Okay, yeah. okay. Would you like to have an African American teammate? Yes. Okay, and if so, what would you tell her about playing hockey? If if you if a girl showed up and wanted to play, how would you welcome her into your team? And then. It's fun, and and we I sort of talk to they someone to talk to they they can ask questions okay. about hockey, and if they don't, that's like so I can teach them like that how to play hockey. Okay, so are you, do you both consider yourself good hockey players? Really good hockey players? Yes. Okay, so are there any girls that are um, at a lower level? Um, that are African-American in the Bloomington program, or are you two the only ones that are there right now? Um, we're the only ones that are there right now. Okay. Do you feel like you have to be really, really good, or do you feel like you can just be like an average player? A good player. Say that again? A good player. A good player. Why do you feel like you have to be so good? Um, because, cause they're they're all um, and they all, you know, don't look like me, so it's gonna be hard for them to make me make me make the hockey team. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have to? What I'm getting at is, as a African American woman, when I was growing up, I always felt like I had to be better than everybody else because I wanted them to think, to know that black people can do this. And that we can be really good at it, and so I had to, I worked really hard to do that. Do you feel that kind of pressure, even playing now? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. How about you, Mia? Do you feel the pressure to like have to? Um, kind of because I feel like I want to be really good so people can see that black people can do lots of things that white people can do yes i agree okay so you are feeling that pressure and you're just nine years old yeah (laughs) okay yeah so yeah yeah, so meredith tell me are there things that you've had to tell your girls in playing hockey yeah you know um I, there have been. I I want to be the first one that can help 
them, you know, when things happen on the ice where I'm not, you know, readily available if something were to happen. And I hate that I have to have those conversations at, you know, such a young age. Mm -hmm. I mean, Aubrey and I talked about this when she was six. I mean, Mia came to me when she was, you know, first starting to play. She was probably seven. And she told me that, you know, the girls were calling, um, they were out on the ice calling them fat and ugly. And I said, well, you know, it's only a matter of time before, you know, a racial slur were just to pop out. And I don't want them to hear that for the first time from somebody else on the ice. Mm-hmm. And so we did have those conversations that, you know, you know, th- that people are can be ignorant and say mean things and, you know, hurtful things. And how would we go about, um, you know, having a resolution with that? How would we go about bringing that to someone's attention so that you aren't just internalizing that and not telling somebody, you know, there are people on the ice that are readily available to protect you. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we've definitely had those, you know, conversations um, many a times and at a very young age. Okay. Aubrey and Mia, has anyone ever spoke to you or said anything to you racially? Like, at a tournament, at a game, anything at all? Has anybody said anything racially to you? Like, for being the color that you are? No. Okay. No. Okay. So, as at this point, you're readily accepted for just who you are? Yes. Okay. And that's awesome. That's the way it should be. Yeah. And I would say say that, um, you know, teammate wise, you know, playing, playing wise to a certain extent, but I think microaggressions are absolutely real, um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the style of play. Um, Aubrey is a very strong physical player. That's her game. And, you know, the amount of penalties the kind of penalties that she receives, the amount of penalties that she receives. Um, and, you know, yeah. And that is very frustrating okay. um, when she is out there playing the game and, you know, um, she's getting these penalties called on her that they wouldn't call on somebody else. And then it's kind of like a slippery slope. It's like, it's not like, oh, was that number 22 or 42 or, so, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. no, she's the only person of color out there. So it's her, it's gotta be her and her again and her again and her again. And, you know, she's just the easy, visible target. Right. Um, I think I would assume that most of the uh, refs that are out there are going to be young um, white males. Yeah. For, I mean, they're not always young. There, there are some veterans out there that that okay. do uh, ref her games, but they're all white males. And because she plays physically, you feel like, well, I feel like they're targeting. You know, it would seem to me that they're targeting her. Maybe they think that she's going to hurt somebody because of the way that she plays. Yeah, I think so. I think you know that. Yes, yeah, she's. She's being too physical or, you know, she's, I mean, and I'm not saying that there aren't times when she deserves penalties because there absolutely are, but, but sometimes I'm watching this, I'm watching people do, you know what, for me, I feel like for a penalty to get called on 
her, for somebody to do something against her, they literally have to hurt my kid or she's got to fall out, you Mm -hmm. know, for Mm -hmm. a penalty to be called against her. If she bumps into somebody, she absolutely will be in the box for two minutes. And I think that that's, that's the frustrating part for me is that, is that it's not, I don't feel like it's fair, you know, Mm -hmm. that, and that's the, that's, I think that's probably what's frustrating, not necessarily the, the penalty that's being called, but for her to, yeah, for her to go in the box, it is, it's a bump. Yeah, it's not a fall out like I'm going to hook you and I'm going to make you go head first into the boards. And honestly, as you get into the higher levels of women's hockey, that physical play will, will be to her advantage um, because physicality is is definitely a huge part of the college game. Yeah. And, and it also is a huge part of the high school game at this point. Mm-hmm. But, and my concern though, is Aubrey, she wants to play, she's going to play college. Like that's her deal. And I'm going to help her get to that point because that has been a dream of hers ever since she was, you know, six years old, ever since mm-hmm. she started the game, she's very, you know, focused on that. Um, but for somebody else, maybe, you know, like, like Mia, Mia likes it. She's not, she hasn't, you know, committed to playing it in college like that. But if for somebody that's kind of on the fence and, their style of play is always rejected at that at the, at the youth level. They're mm-hmm. not going to be enticed and committed to getting to the next step, you know. And we could lose, you know, many of kids of color playing the game because now they feel like they're targeted. It's not a game for them. I'm going to go play something else where, you know, I the way I play is accepted. I'm going to do a different sport. Yeah, And so I think that it needs to be addressed at a youth age as well. Right. Um, Aubrey and Mia, with your African-American friends, do you ever bring them to the rink or ever try to get them to want to play hockey? Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. Okay. Tell me what you tell them. Um, I told my friend Cordelia, um, if you try really hard, you can really make a really good team. Okay. And... I can help you how to skate, and um, it will be lots of fun. And she said that she wanted to try it. Okay. You think she's going to come out? Yes. Okay. Um, what other things um, do you tell them? Aubrey, do you have any thoughts? No. <laughs> okay. No, that's just fine. Um, when you, Meredith, when you're at a tournament and you're watching a game, do you ever feel, um, I, I know when I would come into a rink when Nikki and DJ were playing, I could feel like everybody was staring at me when I walked in because they wanted to know who my kid played for and which one was on the ice. It was just, and I just felt kind of singled out. Did you ever feel that when you're, when you, do you feel that when you go to a tournament? Oh, absolutely. I mean, definitely. We, yeah, we go into tournaments, I guess, you know, a couple years ago, we would go into, you know, the rink and I mean, I, I think it's the association thing. Mm-hmm. Um, They're going to, they know Aubrey is mine because we're the only ones in the ice arena. Yeah. And so, you know, if she does something somebody doesn't like, you know, their the eyes are on me. 
you know, uh, we'll meet in the lobby and, you know, you know, parents are staring at me, you know, maybe Aubrey didn't do something. And so, you know, so that association is definitely made. Um, and it is interesting in, uh, cause this year I did, I was an assistant coach for Aubrey's team. And so I'm, you know, on the ice with her, I'm, you know, on the bench with her, we, you know, have these conversations of, you know, certain things that happen. Um, and, I really liked that. And I felt like she needed me on the bench because there were definitely certain things that would happen throughout the game where I'm like, okay, Aubrey, you've got to watch out for this. You know, they're Mm -hmm. coming for you or this coach. I'm hearing this coach talk to the ref about your number. So, you know, you've got to be aware of these things that happen and, you know, going through the line at the end of the game, they will be good game, good game. They won't, you know, um, do they won't they'll push the, they'll pull their hand away from Aubrey and they mm-hmm. won't tell her good game and then they'll go back to good game and then for me even as a coach they won't shake my hand so I mean yeah oh well yeah people do that but that's just being you know uh, that's not being a good sport you know yeah so those things happen you know uh, go ahead yeah, those those things happen at you know at tournaments or at games, um, but it's the association, uh, you know how they associate myself and Aubrey, and yeah, they're always curious as to you know who we are, how did we you know get in the game, and you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing. People are always curious about that. Aubrey and Mia, do you have a lot of people that ask you like, why are you playing hockey? Um. And not and not maybe playing basketball or something else. What do you think? Um, I like hockey. I'm not really sure if I would play in college though. Okay. I like gymnastics too. Okay. So I'm not really sure which one. Okay. But you, you definitely know that you want to move into a sport in college. Yes. I think that is awesome. And Aubrey, do people ask you a lot of times why you know, why are you playing hockey and not something else? Do you ever get that? Like, maybe you shouldn't be playing hockey? No, not really. Okay, that's good. Okay, so we've progressed a little bit. We've made a few steps, but it sounds like we're still dealing with some maybe not overt uh, racism or, you know, but it's, there's undertones there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a that's a good way of putting it. It's not overt racism at this point, you know, for mm-hmm. the girls, but it the the undertones, the you know, microaggression, yeah, the bias, it, it, they're they're there. But you know, we're and I think I'm I'm just trying to be aware, you know, and maybe overly aware of certain you know situations so that I can protect the girls um, from that. Right, and that, and you know. Every mom wants to protect their children, and, and I, I would be the same way. I don't think there's anything wrong. Um, I would do things to protect my kids at the same time because, uh, you know, I, I felt this when my kids were coming up. And um, what have you thought about what maybe the governing bodies like uh, Minnesota Hockey and other things, what they can do to sort of... Uh, 
a bet or 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 get this to stop happening and to get people to be more inclusive, not only in Bloomington, but, you know, in other communities throughout uh, the state. Yeah, you know, I did actually on Monday, I think it was Monday, I had a call with USA Hockey and Minnesota Hockey. And, you know, they're talking about, yeah, being more inclusive and building more diversity within the game, which I think is, you know, it's key. It's very, you know, important. Um, And I think it's equally as important to build a game of inclusion as well as getting more players of color playing the game. And we just have to figure out how we can do that because it doesn't matter if you get them, you know, starting the game, you need to keep them into the game. And, um, Yes, there are things that need to be done um, to have this initiate the initiative to be successful. Um, you know, advocates, you know, that can advocate for these kids um, when things happen. I mean, this whole system of, you know, racial slurs that happen on the boys side more so than the girls side. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we protect those kids? How do we you know, um, how do we get to the bottom of, of these, th- these issues that happen without these, you know, the players of color just turning a, a blind eye to overt racism? I mean, that is racism on the ice. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it goes to, I think a lot of it starts with education. I mean, we have to educate these coaches and kids on, you know, discrimination, racism, and what would you do in a situation where this happens to one of your players? Because I think that sometimes people think they're just good people and, you know, things, and they expect other people just to be good people and they don't think that things happen or they didn't mean it like that or, you know, Mm -hmm. how do I how do I take this to the next level when I didn't personally hear it? You know, we have to be able to support these kids, whether we heard it or not, you know, that's a rough Mm -hmm. thing. I didn't, I didn't hear it. So I couldn't call it. I can't say anything, but no, we've got to get to the bottom of it. And whether it's, you know, training that will be mandatory for teams to go through. I just think that we can't not talk about it, you know, and with the recent events, I'm glad more parents are talking about racism and I'm glad we're having these, you know, tough conversations in the home. Um, but I can tell you, I did probably 15 hours of training to even step out on the ice with Aubrey last year as a coach, Mm -hmm. I mean, from safe sport training to, um, concussion training to, you know, coaching. I did all that. And not one paragraph talked anything about race and in hockey. And that's disappointing and unacceptable. And we've, you know, we've got to, we've got to fix that. And we've got to do something in regards to, to race and educating the coaches so that they can educate their players. Oh, I, I totally agree. It's, it's definitely an uncomfortable conversation that has to happen and in addition to you know educating the coaches that are there they need to start moving more people color african-americans whatever into those roles where 
we are governing and we're administrating, you know, USA hockey, Minnesota hockey needs to be more diversified, you know? Absolutely. If you don't have anybody at the table that is going to look like and represent who you're trying to attract, you're not going to go far. You're only going to go as far, you know, mm-hmm. well, I, be a stopping point. Right. And I, and I feel like, um, we're really good at getting younger kids into the program. We give them the money, we give them the equipment, um, cause we know hockey is an expensive sport and mm-hmm. we, and we, we do all that when they're little, but you need to do something for the older kids to retain them, to get them into college so that we can get so that everybody has feels like they have an opportunity to play D one, D three, whatever, you know? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like that's where I feel the initiative needs to be working um, to get these girls like Aubrey. Okay. She's U 12. Let's get her to U 15. Let's get her to high school and let's get her into college. And, you know, I absolutely where we need to be. Absolutely. I totally agree. I, I totally agree with, um, yeah, keeping the game supportive so that these could, these kids can, um, you know, continue to play. Cause it's, it's not easy, you know, it's not easy for, you know, no to do hockey. And yeah, for me as like a, a single mom, just trying to like get them to practices and tournaments and, you know, I mean, it's when your kid tells you they want to play hockey, it's not just your kid. It's definitely you and as a parent and your entire lifestyle mm-hmm. is going to change because you've got to be available to get them where they have to go and support them. Right. And I mean, in addition to that, there are skating lessons. There are all kinds of things that have to be, you know, it's part of part of that whole equation. Absolutely. If you want to get players to be the best that they can be. And again, that's money. Right. And again, time that needs support. Yes. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Support. Absolutely. I totally agree it, with you. It does. Yeah. So have you when you had that conversation with um, USA Hockey and Minnesota Hockey, um, did they seem open and willing to um, do these kind of things? Well, they said it was their top initiative and their their top priority. So, I mean, so that's good. That's great. Um, it's just now kind of how are how are we going to prioritize what needs to be done? You know, we, uh, I think, you know, a lot of ideas were offered. um, A lot of feedback was offered just through people in the community um, that are playing in these youth sports. And so, and people are committed and that's great. So now it just has to be like, now, how are we going to accomplish this goal? Okay. Okay. So Aubrey and Mia, are you practicing with your teams um, in the summer or are you, um, do you guys start up again in another couple months? Um, I'm, I mean, hockey with not, not my team, like the Bloomington, but like a different team, like ice cougars. Okay. And, yeah. Triple A. So you're, okay. So you're doing a summer team. Yes. Okay. Um, 
you like your summer team? Is it good? Yes, it's fun. Okay. What what do you like about which team, your, your summer team or your Bloomington team? Which one is more exciting and fulfilling for you? Mm, Bloomington team. Bloomington? Yes. Okay. And what makes it more exciting on your Bloomington team? Because I know everyone. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think this year is kind of interesting with the pandemic. You know, she's playing AAA um, mm-hmm. hockey. And, you know, we go into the ice arena, we come out. You know, we don't, there's no, like, locker room. There's no parent, you know, interaction. Like, hey, let's bring snacks. But, you know, it's nothing. It's mm-hmm. just straight hockey instruction and leave. So this has been kind of an interesting, you know, dynamic with uh, with summer hockey. Yes, it it definitely mm-hmm. has been different for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, Aubrey, if you had one thing that you could say to someone that could maybe change things better for African Americans and other players of color, what would that be? Um, I don't really know. So. Okay. Um. Maybe recruiting, maybe um, wanting to find um, uh, a coach that looks like you, other players that look like you. Do you think that would really enhance the game and make it more fun? Oh, yeah. Okay. And, And Mia, what do you think? Do you think the same thing? I think maybe a player on my team okay okay all right i i think that's you girls have given me some great insight to what uh being an african-american player in hockey and girls traveling um i wish you girls nothing but the best and obviously i'm going to be out there pushing for both of you to do very very well and I, I, Aubrey, I want you to achieve your dream of playing college hockey. And I, I just think anything that I can do to help you get there, I'll be more than happy to help out. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And Meredith, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yes. Speaking with you and the girls today. And I really appreciate you, um, you know, sharing your thoughts and um, being very candid about what's going on. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. I, I, I really, you know, am passionate about this, you know, conversation, this topic. And, you know, I, I do want change. I mean, I see there's been a little change since Nikki was at this age, but we can only hope in the next, you know, couple of years that we have more players. You know, I don't want my kids to be the only you know, African-American kids in the entire, you know, youth organization, Mm -hmm. we, we, the more we talk about it, the more, um, you know, outreach we can do to just increase the numbers. Yes. And I, I, and anything we can do to sustain those numbers is imperative. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Sin Bin. I'm your host, Cindy Nightingale. Please subscribe to listen to future episodes.